Now, an Australian icon, the koala, has been classed as endangered. The animals have been hit hard by environmental factors like drought, bushfires and developers cutting trees down. This past week saw the shocking news that Queensland, New South Wales and the Australian Capital Territory have been identified as the areas where the koala has been listed as an endangered species by the federal government. It's estimated the black summer bushfires of 2019-2020 killed roughly 5,000 koalas and affected 24% of habitats in New South Wales alone. Add to this is the state government's excessive land clearing, with Environment Minister at the time, Matt Keane, spruiking his koala-saving credentials from this video back in August of 2020. Today, we're here to announce we'll be securing 1,885 hectares of koala habitat to ensure that the koala survives in this fortress population forever. Despite this smoke and mirrors commitment, development in the Appen and George's River area has prompted the federal government to put the state government on notice that not enough is being done to protect one of Australia's most beloved native animals. To discuss more, his National Parks and Wildlife veteran, Kim de Goverick. Kim de Goverick, I was an area manager for the National Parks and Wildlife Service for almost 30 years out of Canangra. Thanks for your time today, Kim. So, obviously, in the last two weeks, the federal government have upgraded the status of the koala to be to being endangered. How did these circumstances come about? Well, I have to say, um, sadly, that's, that's good, but it's also bad. So, uh, previously, the, um, the status of the, um, of the koala was not uh, endangered, it was vulnerable. And now because of inaction by uh, various levels of government, we sadly now have uh, koalas uh, as an endangered species, whereas 10 years ago they were only vulnerable. So um, I think there's a whole heap of uh, factors that, that create this situation where they've ended up as endangered, but obviously um, habitat loss, um, disease and urbanisation are some of those factors that you can also throw in inaction at different levels of government. Now, wasn't it not that long ago that um, our current Prime Minister was holding up a piece of coal in Parliament and saying, look at this, it won't hurt you. Well, guess what? Climate change, um, persistent drought, uh, major wildfires have hurt people and they've also hurt our most vulnerable wildlife and also our uh, flora. Such a dramatic decline in koala population, is it just a result of climate change and high levels of drought and the deadly bushfires? Are there any other circumstances that have led to the decline in the population? Well, definitely. Obviously, with urbanisation, increased urbanisation, land clearing of um, habitat, the koalas have come under stress. And like human beings, when we're under stress, we, we become ill. And um, uh, under, under the um, stressful situation where koalas lose their, their homes, their habitat, they develop symptoms of chlamydia, and that has a more profound effect on them. So it actually uh, goes through the uh, colonies of koalas, killing them off. So it's, uh, it's a cumulative effect of a, a number of different factors. By, by way of example, the Queensland population has shrunk by 50% in the past decade. Now, that that um, population is concentrated in the southeast corner of Queensland where most of their habitat is. Now, um, anyone, any virtually any Australian knows that most of that 
or a significant part of the southeastern portion of Queensland has been urbanised. And um, as a result of that, you, you have this 50% reduction in the population of koalas in Queensland in 10 years. The federal government is proposing upwards of $139 million for the establishment of koala protection sanctuaries and habitat protection. Uh, is this sufficient? Do you think this will have an impact uh, to reduce, to turn around the, uh, the, the devastating figures? In, in, the recent, in the recent press release uh, from the federal minister, she indicated that there would be $50 million spent over four years for habitat restoration, population monitoring, and research into animal health. All I can see here is a reactive process, not a proactive, a reactive process when it's not a matter of habitat restoration. It's a matter of habitat protection. Um, And and in that I say the purchase of uh, current habitat to current koala habitat to protect the species into the future. And I mean these lands should be put in the hands of uh, uh, the national parks in the different states and they should be provided with the resources to adequately protect that habitat. I mean, okay, it's all very well to do population monitoring and research into animal health. I think that's been going on for years. I mean, they really need to bite the bullet and start looking at land clearing laws and protecting what habitat remains. And the only way to do that is to to spend money on purchasing habitat and protecting protecting them uh, in national parks. Now, you may recall before the last state election, um, I, I, and I could be I could stand corrected, but I believe the Labor Party said they were going to have a large koala park up on the north coast behind some of the urban settlements there. Now, some people poo-pooed that idea, but in hindsight, it was an idea that that had um, the Labor Party been elected, we'd now have a large koala reserve of probably 100,000 hectares, if not more, that would provide a significant increase in habitat protection for koalas. So in your educated opinion through your history uh, working in conservation and working as a park ranger, knowing these grounds, knowing these lands, it is, is it your belief that it's it's immaterial to establish a koala habitat, you really need to make use of their current habitats and protect those over the establishment of new grounds? Well, given the, the status of koalas at the moment and, and where we're headed, um, yes, the simple answer is yes, there's a, there's a dire need and an urgency to protect the habitat that we've got. And most people acknowledge and recognise that habitat, koala habitat, is still being cleared, even just down in southwestern Sydney, where there's a major development about to uh, compromise habitat around, um, I believe, Campbelltown and Camden area. Um, they're still going to fence off the, some of the koala colony area and bulldoze um, some of the other habitat. So should the federal government have more say over what the states uh, uh, propose here? Should their legislation have a bit more teeth over the states' planning laws? Well, that just brings in that whole conundrum of who, who manages what, whose laws apply to what. But what I would be suggesting is some sort of uh, national plan, some sort of national uh, uh, recovery team. I mean, you know, it's, you know, we, it, the, the system that they adopted during the pandemic in a smaller uh, uh, scale 
might just work for coordinating uh, koala protection in the long term by having a team that where the, the federal government is talking to the state governments and particularly Queensland, New South Wales, ACT and Victoria to, to adequately protect um, koala habitat. And also that has to include on uh, private lands, uh, um, uh, agricultural lands, and private native, native forestry lands because um, a lot of those areas are still being cleared and they are identified koala habitat. And lastly, Kim, how worried are you for the koala going into the next century? I'm extremely worried. I, I think if, um, if you've got that sort of, um, if you've got the same amount of land clearing occurring, uh, the spread of disease, and uh, habitat, dest- uh, ha- habitat destruction, and we're not protecting what we've got at the moment. They could, they could well become extinct. And I think what they're doing now is a bit of a rearguard, reactive uh, approach where money is flowing, uh, sort of helter skelter from the federal government now down to the states. And I don't think the states, with the greatest respect, have quite got their act together to to efficiently and effectively spend that money. And I do believe it may be going, uh, uh, may, may be whittled away on, uh, you know, doing all this uh, research and, and studies when habitat protection would be, I think, at the, at the top as a high priority and they're not talking about spending money on that at the moment. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au